It's another tough schedule for IU football this season. So how many games can they realistically win? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, August 11th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first in every single day. We talked all last season about how tough IU's schedule was, one of the absolute toughest in the entire nation uh, last season with the, the gauntlet in the Big Ten East paired with a game against Cincinnati in non-conference play. The schedule's almost identical this season. Uh, it is so a non-conference play, so it's not going to be any easier. So today I thought we would take a look at the schedule, break the games up into tiers of winnable games, toss-ups, upset bids, and games I use probably going to have no chance in. Uh, it, it led to some, I think, maybe some interesting um, takes, I guess, from me. I, I tried to break these up it, as maybe fairly as possible. Um, I'm always an optimist. I tried to be as optimistic as I could about this. Uh, but conceivably, this could be a pretty tough year for Indiana. We're going to start with the good news. We're going to start with the games that I think are the truly winnable games that winnable might not even be a strong enough word for it. I think these are the games IU probably should be winning, um, especially the first two. I tried to rank these uh, within each kind of tier uh, in terms of which games... Uh, especially in this one, like the first game I have listed that IU absolutely is winning is week two against Idaho. Even last season when Indiana honestly stunk, uh, they still beat Idaho and beat them handily. I would imagine it is going to be a similar case this year where uh, Indiana, I think, think knock on wood they'll be a better team this season uh and idaho is not even fbs school so indiana should be handling that one easy i don't think that one's really even up for a debate same with the next one again indiana won at western kentucky maybe their best showing last season which is a low bar uh at least over the full course of a game i'm not even really sure i think the first half of the cincinnati game maybe the first uh, 25 minutes of that game was how you looked all season, but over the course of the game, maybe this was the best they looked. Uh, they only had two wins, so I, I'm not certain, but they did go to Western Kentucky and win that game. It was the best Michael Penix looked by far, uh, and gave us a lot of optimism moving forward. Uh, misplaced optimism nonetheless. So, uh, this season, week three against Kentucky or Western Kentucky is going to be a noon kickoff in Bloomington. Again, Indiana, I think, is going to be a better team. It's a game at home this time around. Uh, the first three games of the season all at home for Indiana. The Idaho game, there is no trip to Idaho for this one. That will be home as well. 
so uh, those two games are almost must wins, uh, probably. Uh, games that there's no excuse to be losing that one. I only had three games in this category, uh, which is both an indication of how I feel um, about this IU team, but also how tough the schedule is. The third game is probably the, the most maybe controversial of them. Though Vegas is on my side, I will say. I have Illinois as the uh, third most winnable game. That is who Indiana kicks the season off with on a Friday night at M in Bloomington, September 2nd. Uh, we're now about three weeks away. I was looking over at my calendar there, about three weeks away from this. Um, I This is a very much a winnable game. Right now, and this line is Indiana is a five-point favorite in this one. I believe it was four points for quite a while. It was not as high as five points. Uh, so Vegas agrees that Indiana should go into this one favored. The reason I put this third has as much to do with Idaho and Western Kentucky being multiple levels worse than uh, Illinois, but there is some uncertainty about what to expect from Indiana this season. Um, we just don't really know. Like There is a quarterback that is going to be playing that game that we have no idea and probably will not know until moments before the game. Uh, there's an entire offense that is going to be together for the first time in a real game in that one. So there's a lot of uncertainty in that, but opening at home on a Friday night, as much as I despise the idea of a Friday night game, hopefully it leads to a biggish crowd. I don't know how it'll conflict with high school football, uh, maybe in a, a state where it was kind of a bigger deal, maybe I'm not sure, but hoping for a biggish crowd under the lights at home, start the season off. Right. If you look at ESPN's FPI football power index, Indiana comes in at 68th, Illinois is, uh, behind them in 75th. Uh, so they favor IU in this one as well. That one though is much closer to being a toss up than the other two. The other two are must win games. This one, I do not, I would not file it under must win at all. Uh, I think Indiana probably should win it. And there'll be some questions if they don't, but not nearly as many questions if they do not beat Idaho or Western Kentucky. Ultimately though, there's a pretty good chance and maybe even expectation that IU starts this season 3-0 and halfway to bowl eligibility. The problem is what awaits you after those first three games is far, far, far different than those first three games of the season, uh, and things get much, much tougher for Indiana. We'll dive into uh, the games that could be toss-ups, that could determine whether Indiana is a bowl team next season here in a moment. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. They sent some to us. Um, easily my favorite 
uh, built product or built bar, built puff, whatever you want to say, easily the best one yet. They're just like built bars and built puffs, only there are actual cookie dough chunks on the top of the bar. Uh, absolutely incredible. Like I said, easily my favorite one yet. Best part, cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, only have 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Uh, As always, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're made with that collagen protein that is easier for your body to absorb, is more efficient, and provides tons of health benefits. Uh, Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, Also, be sure to subscribe to us over at um, YouTube as well. Sorry, I was making a note on here. I forgot to rank Cincinnati in this list. I was adding them quickly, but be sure to subscribe to us over at YouTube. I've been starting to put up clips from our shows there as well, especially from yesterday's show with Jason Jordan, where we talked um, kind of the fallout from missing out on a couple 2023 guys. Looking forward to some 2024 guys. Um, so be sure to head on over there. Check out those clips if you have not uh, seen the full show already as well. Uh, you can dive into all of that. Now, the over-under for Indiana this season on Bet Online is four wins. I just told you, and if you're a, a believer in those first three games being uh, winnable games and that IU should start 3-0, and uh, you only need two more games to go your way to hit the over. Now, as we said, very much the problem is that finding two more wins is going to be uh, tough. The over-under, as I, I'm looking now, is still set at four wins. So you only need one more to not even lose money. But it's going to get it's gonna get interesting. The next section I have is toss-ups, and that has the most games in them that I, I realistically I think could go either way. First game I have, like I said, I rank these from what I think are the most likely to least likely, basically, within each tier. Week 7 versus Maryland. I'm not entirely certain what this Maryland team is going to be. There's a lot of um, optimism for them. Uh, for Tagoviola, uh, he has had a lot of talk about him. Again, ESPN FPI has them at six and a half wins as their projection. Uh, so this is a team that is on paper coming into the season should be better than Indiana. It's a game in Bloomington, which is part of the reason I rank this high. Um, and I, until I see Maryland out there kind of and see if they've taken this, this step forward, Indiana has played them decently and played Tag of Viola pretty well. I'm kind of setting aside last year because things went so haywire at the end of the season that they weren't really playing anybody well. Outside of that, they've played Maryland well. So I have some optimism there that IU can continue that trend 
Again, a home game on this one. Um, we'll see how things shake out, but I, I'm kind of in a, a wait-and-see mode with this Maryland team. They kind of need to prove it, uh, that they're going to be a consistent team again this season because, as I said, FPI kind of has them as one of the best of the rest types. Um, they are 38th in the country. Uh, you obviously have your top teams in the Big Ten East. Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State are the top four ranked teams. Maryland would come in next. Uh, so I, maybe IU is going to be battling them for kind of the best of the rest in this division. We'll see how that plays out. But heading into the year, that's going to be a tough matchup on paper. Uh, and maybe I'm giving them not giving them enough credit. Uh, again, I put a lot of this with it being a home game, but we'll see kind of how that, that plays out. Maybe one, two, three weeks into the season, I'll feel differently based on how Maryland is playing. But right now I would say that is kind of the most favorable of the toss-ups. Though it is close with the next one I have. Uh, the following week, Indiana will travel to Maryland in week eight, October 22nd. Uh, Piscataway, New Jersey. Maybe this one should be the highest on the list. Uh, really, the deciding factor was it being a home versus a road game uh, because IU is going to Rutgers. Now, Rutgers, generally, I don't worry about too much, even if they've given IU some frustrating losses and they – uh, beat the hell out of IU last season again late in the year where things had gone haywire. Um, I, I'm i not real again, I'm not really sure what to make because Greg Schiano seems to be turning some th things around there and seems to be having them on the right track. At the same time, ESPN FPI have them as the worst team in the Big Ten this upcoming season, uh, right there with Northwestern. So uh, there's not a ton of separation in projected wins and losses between IU and Rutgers, it's 0.3, uh, but they are separated by 20, uh, or excuse me, 14 spots just overall in the ranking. Um, they're somewhat close, basically. Uh, so it, mm, I don't know. I'm just uncertain. Road games, Rutgers has is kind of coming off just beating them down. Maybe revenge will be on the mind. Those two are the two that I could hear the the strongest argument for um, for winnable games kind of within this section. Uh, and the more I think about it, the more maybe I might move Rutgers to the top of this as the more winnable of these two games. Though to me, it's a toss-up within the toss-up section. I think either one of these could be kind of one-two in this one. I think there's a gap to week four against Nebraska – Look, if you guys have listened to uh, our Locked on Big Ten podcast, Nebraska has been receiving an odd amount of credit coming into this season for a program that has done nothing under Scott Frost. Uh, last season was a lot of close losses, but there isn't a special distinction in the win-loss record of close losses. Ultimately, they were all losses. Uh, so it seems to be that they're kind of building off that the media. Some of these formulas are building off the fact that Nebraska had some close losses, bring a good chunk of that roster back and could potentially take a step forward. Uh, for example, uh, they are second in the, um, 
Big Ten West in terms of FPI, uh, though they have a better chance of winning the division than anyone else. So they're the division favorites by FPI. I would imagine that has to do with schedules, though I'm not certain how the math works out on that one. Regardless, Nebraska is seen as one of the best teams in the Big Ten West. I don't buy it. Uh, Again, more than anything, Scott Frost is actually going to have to do something productive at Nebraska before I buy into him being the best team in the Big Ten West. Through three weeks, we might have a sense of what that would look like for Nebraska, but uh, coming into the season, I am firmly out on them being this good in this Big Ten West. So uh, because of that, and because of how Indiana played against them last time they were in Lincoln, uh, I think there's some room for optimism here, especially if IU is coming into this game with a 3-0 and record and a little bit of confidence, a little bit of, of swagger to them coming into this game. Um, I think this is a, a win, very much a winnable game for Indiana. Uh, Nebraska is going to be coming into this one. Um, I don't believe, or they open up uh, against Northwestern in Ireland, I believe, for their Big Ten game. But they'll be coming off um, a game against... Oklahoma, uh, they start off or they have Oklahoma in their non-conference, uh, schedule. So, uh, this is going to be interesting for Nebraska early on, uh, to, to play in this one and to see if they presumably are going to be able to bounce back, uh, assuming they lose to that, uh, Oklahoma team. So two teams that could be coming in on two different or two programs, two teams that could be coming in on two different paths that I could see, uh, ending up being leading to a very winnable game for Indiana. The last one I have on this um, is is the Purdue game to end the season. Truly, I think it is a toss up, uh, as is the case with any um, rivalry game. Basically, on paper, again coming into the season, ESPN FBI has Purdue one spot in the Big Ten ahead of Indiana. A huge gap between their FPI actual ratings, though. Uh, they're at a 6.2. Maryland's at a 6.9. Nebraska's at an 8.6. Uh, just to give you some reference here, Ohio State's a 28. Michigan's a 16. That gives you some frame of reference for kind of how these rankings, this this formula is spitting out numbers because IU is at a negative 0.8. So there is a pretty healthy difference uh between purdue and indiana the difference there is equivalent to the difference between um wisconsin and michigan kind of at the top of the conference i mean there's a there's a big gap between these two teams but it's a rivalry game and anything goes in rivalry games um it's in bloomington iu certainly is going to want to get some payback for last season Again, where everything went haywire at the end of the year, uh, that's going to be on their mind. They're not going to win the end of season like that again. So uh, this is a, this is a toss up. I think Purdue is probably going to have the better team, but there's a chance, uh, a probably pretty minute chance that IU heads into this game with a chance at bowl eligibility. More likely, it could be a chance for IU to go into this game and keep Purdue from going to a bowl game. Not that there needs to be extra motivation in a rivalry game, but both of those things could factor into this one. Um, it'd be nice to get the old Oak and Bucket back 
in Bloomington, but that one I think is truly a toss-up, uh, as is often the case in the rivalry games. So what are the odds of IU pulling off an upset? Who could it come against in this season? We'll take a look at that as we wrap up looking at the schedule here in a moment. The Hoosiers are obviously going to have lots of chances to pull off wins against ranked opponents, as is often the case, as is always the case in the Big Ten East. But it's going to start in non-conference play, most likely, as Indiana will host, uh, excuse me, travel to uh, Cincinnati in week five. These are all the games I put as upset bids. Um, I, I don't know how realistic any of these upset bids are. Uh, the argument for Cincinnati is that they're going to be, um, with a new quarterback, uh, with Desmond Ritter having gone, they're kind of coming off last season's, uh, big year. There could potentially be some letdown. They're not, they are playing at Arkansas, but then they're playing Kennesaw state and Miami, Ohio. And the two games after that, um, again, it could be. Indiana coming into this one, uh, I should not. I should, Indiana's probably not going into that Nebraska game I mentioned earlier. Probably not going in undefeated because the Cincinnati game's in between here. Indiana could be going into that Nebraska game three and one, not undefeated. But the Cincinnati game is right before that, so it should be a three and zero IU team going into not Nebraska for this one. But even then, uh, Cincinnati probably going to start. The the season ranked. Um, we'll see how the, the early non-conference schedule holds up. I believe last year they had a bit of a scare uh, in that um, Miami game, uh, or they struggled early on in one of those games, Miami or Murray State. Uh, coming into that Indiana game, they struggled against Indiana, but uh, this game's going to be sold out, I believe, already at Cincinnati. That place is going to be rocking. I don't feel great about this one, but it, it, a lot of it depends on what Cincinnati is able to do. Uh, if they're able to build off that momentum from last season, if there's a bit of a hangover, kind of what the state of Cincinnati is heading into this one. Next one is Week 10 versus Penn State. I I don't think either of these, Penn State, the, the other one I include here is Michigan State. I'm not really overly confident in either one of those Penn state is higher because it is a home game. Um, IU beat Penn state at home before, um, Penn state's been kind of up and down and they've really faded at the end of seasons the last couple of years. So maybe Indiana catches them when they're doing, when they're fading again, the season able to, to, to pull off another upset against Penn state, hopefully includes a, a play as epic as the reach in this one. Um, but I think Penn State's going to be pretty good this season, especially with Sean Clifford there. It, I don't know that they're going to have that kind of uh, fading in the, late in the season. Uh, and if that's the case, if they're they're trying to finish out strong, Indiana might be a little more than a speed bump for them. Same goes with Michigan State. That's the penultimate game of the season for Indiana. That one's in East Lansing. I really like what Mel Tucker is doing with the Spartans. Uh, I think that they could be really good this season and moving forward, and I do not want to be the team getting in the way of anything 
they're doing late in the season as they're trying to build momentum toward uh, a bowl game of some sort. I don't feel confident about that one. The last two that I think Indiana really, I literally have this under the no chance category. Uh, week six against Michigan. It will be at home. Indiana always plays Michigan tough, um, especially when Michigan comes in ranked. IU's going to force us into overtime, and then they're going to have a heart-crushing loss of some sort where they fall just short at the goal line because that seems to be how it always is, aside from that 2020 season. That's just how these these things seem to play out against Michigan. Uh, so... Michigan seems to have turned a corner as a program uh, last season. Again, it, it could change. They could look a lot different. Maybe last year was a fluke, but I get the sense that they have, in fact, turned a corner and are ready to kind of compete among the best of them this season. Obviously, the last one, Ohio State. Again, if you guys have listened to Locked on Big Ten, especially today's episode, we talk about IU football. We talk about um, – the pro football focus, all big 10 team. It featured a lot of Buckeyes on it. I think Ohio state is far and away the best team in the big 10 this season. IU is going to Columbus. Um, and it's coming right after the, the Penn state game. I don't feel great about this at all. I, uh, CJ Stroud is amazing. And I think it could look something similar to what last year's Ohio state game looked like. If you're kind of looking at one small positive, IU may not have the gauntlet kind of stretch of games that they did last season and and during spans uh, throughout the years. Uh, You're not like playing Michigan, Ohio State, back-to-back. Really depends on how good Penn State and Michigan State are because toughest stretch for Indiana is going to be versus Penn State at Ohio State at Michigan State late in the season. Uh, If the Penn State and Michigan State are good, that could be tough. Um, outside of that, that maybe the at Cincinnati at Nebraska versus Michigan could be a tough stretch as well, but nothing compared to what they've had to go to and go through, I should say in recent seasons, we will, uh, before the season starts, go through a more kind of definitive, uh, win loss prediction of the schedule, but I kind of wanted to put these in tiers and get a sense of what this schedule is going to look like for Indiana if you're a believer in them pulling off one of those toss-up wins, one or two of those, or pulling off an upset, head on over to Bet Online, throw some money on that over of four wins, see if you can come out with a victory. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, talk a little bit more uh, fall camp news uh, from Tom Allen. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Make sure you guys are following us over on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to us at. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, uh, make sure you have a terrific Thursday and LEO.